Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, coming to you live once again from my parents' house, conveniently located just a few minutes as the crane flies from the upstairs room at the Lazy Turnip Inn. And it's listener letter time. <laughs> Boy, did we get letters. If you listened to the show last week, you'll have heard on Jan's Huddle that Orgrimmar Community College is changing the name of their mascot, and Jan asked you to write in with your suggestions. So, here are just a few. Let's see, got quite a stack here. All right, this first one is from Kaze, who writes to us all the way from the Echo Isles. <clears throat> hey, Tosh, I've been a fan of the Fighting Fells for a long time now. Used to go to games with my dad. We'd travel all the way to Orgrimmar from the Echo Isles. I don't see no problem with the name, but if they got to change it, I vote for dire wolves because orcs and wolves just go together. That's my two coppers, Kaze. Well, thanks, Kaze. Oh, let's see, get another one here. Oh, we got uh, we got a couple actually from Orgrimmar here. Dear Tosh Mufuni, I'm a fan of your show and also a student at Orgrimmar Community College. My friends and I have been discussing the proposed team name change that Jan Ironchin reported on last week. We all agree that the Fighting Fells has enough negatives to be scrapped, even though we... Oh, interesting. We all have a lot of gold invested in shirts, banners, and hats with those logos. As far as the new name goes, we're thinking the college shouldn't rush into choosing anything during these unsettled times. We're supporting the group suggesting that they call it the Orgrimmar team for now. Perhaps all the colleges should follow suit. The Half-Hill team has a nice ring to it. Sincerely, Gerg Firebone. Well, thanks, Gerg. I'm not sure how I feel about your suggestion about the Half-Hill team, but... So, let's see. Here, we've got another one. Ah, Tashi. Oh, Wow. No, just no, not the Kodos, no, no, no. Mushans are one thing, Kodos are another. No dignity to that at all. Fighting Kodos? What a joke. Yours truly, Halga Bloodeye, Farwatch Post. Now, well, that sounds like someone with experience with Kodos. Well... It should be interesting to hear from Jan what they end up naming the mascot. But I really hope they don't change the name of the Mighty Mushans. March on Half-Hill team? March on? No, that just doesn't have the same ring to it. Thanks for writing, everyone. And now, on with the news. In science news, scientists and scholars throughout Azeroth our warning of the very real possibility of the extinction of the mighty caravan Brutosaur. There are many theories behind what has brought this rare behemoth to the edge of extinction, 
but most believe that these gentle giants are the victims of over-harvesting by those who sought to sell them at a premium to the very wealthy, who prize them for their size, their carrying capacity, and the prestige of owning the most expensive mount in Azeroth, sometimes selling for as much as 5 million gold. Efforts are underway to save this species in the wild, but there is concern that this will simply drive the sales to the black market. Hey folks, if you're trying to save gold to purchase a mighty caravan Brutosaur, you'll appreciate the bargains you'll find with the fine vendors of Half Hill Market, who offer the finest selection of seeds, cooking supplies, and delectable Pandaren recipes at the best prices to be found anywhere. Half Hill Market, open every day all year round, a world of shopping right here in our own backyard. It's time now for the Rizak Report, a semi-regular report from our Goblin in the Field, brought to you by Keen Bean Kava. And I'm certainly interested in hearing from Rizak this week, given the letters I've been receiving recently from Keen Bean Kava. So, take it away, Rizak. Hey, college, how you doing? Hey, uh, heard you read that letter from the Keen Bean Kava Company. And I was real surprised because I didn't know they liked being a sponsor so much. I knew they liked me marketing their kaffa beans around the world, even though the grummies always tried to shortchange me on the weight of the shipments. That's why I needed you to watch them so close. But uh, you know about that part. What I didn't know was that they cared about the ads. You know, that puts a whole new light on the thing, if you know what I mean. Frankly, I gotta tell you, I don't care one wooden macaroon who sponsors my report on the show, but I do care about the selling of kaffa beans. Now, that ain't a big business, because not everyone likes that bit of stuff. You, uh, do know where those beans come from, don't you, college? Yeesh. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, it's not a big market, but it's stable and it's steady, and that's a good thing in my business. So I'm going to tell you that they can continue to be a sponsor for my report after all, but they got to pay for the privilege. That should stop the letters and solve your problem with them, too. That's got to be a plus in the deal, right? Now, since you're getting the money from the deal I negotiated with Captain Kraz, I'm just going to let the Grummies give me a discount on the fees for selling the coffee beans, so my profit is bigger. There's no reason I can't have two sponsors for my very fine reports. Now, Tosh, I don't want to tell you your job, but I'm thinking maybe one at the beginning and one at the end. I think that'd work out pretty well. Oh, and that reminds me, Captain Kraz wants his ad to be longer and a little more lively. I think he used the word uh, pizzazz, if you know what I mean. The sales on that Kaja Cola of his are going really, really well. We're just releasing a few bottles at a time and letting people bid on them. And those bids are skyrocketing! <laughs> I was even able to negotiate a slightly higher percentage for myself. So I know you understand, college, that this deal is real important to me. And I need to keep Captain Kraz happy with his ads. Now... I realize this isn't the usual sort of report you get from me, and even I wouldn't claim it's a war report. But I plan to get you one of those 
real soon. There's big news coming down the pike before too long, and you're gonna be the first one to hear about it. In the meantime, thanks for doing such a good job on those two ads. I'll put in a good word for you with Professor Talib. Maybe it'll even up your grades a little. Anyway, see you around, college. I just don't... Absolutely unbelievable. My problem with the Grummels... And what money? I haven't gotten any money from Keen Bean or Captain Kraz or any of the sponsors. If I was, I'd have been able to afford to pay Leyland to stay at the Lazy Turnip, and I wouldn't be living at my parents' house. So what? Now I'm supposed to write ad copy for for two sponsors? Ah, oh, I give up. Uh, okay, let's see how this sounds. The Rijak Report is sponsored by Cola. Tiny bubbles, big ideas. Checking the Azeroth calendar. Well, it's a quiet week here in Azeroth, but in a little over a week, the Kirin Tor Tavern Crawl will be here. So make your travel plans to Dalaran and join in the fun as your mage travel guides portal you around to ten fine inns throughout Azeroth. And we hope you got a chance to enjoy the auction house dance party. I actually heard that Velmic's cousin Demesis and her girlfriend Tilly had quite a night of it. Well, speaking of cousin Demesis, it's time once again for our weekly feature, Wandering with Velmic and Demesis, with everyone's favorite Draenei travel correspondent, Velmic. So, Velmic, last week you told us you were heading off to spend a little time with the Tuscars in the Borean Tundra. How was it? Hey there, Tosh. So, Unupe village was cold, which is good because otherwise I think it would have smelled like fish. But Tuscar are such interesting peoples that it was worth long trip to get there. Well then... Tell us all about it. Okay, so, Demesis and Tilly and I... Oh, Tilly went this week, huh? Well, honestly, at first she didn't want to go. I think maybe she had little too much fun at auction house dance party, if you know what I mean. When I go to pick them up at Demesis's place here in Valley, Tilly just pull blanket over her head and yell at me to close door. But Demesis pull her out of bed by feet and say, Tilly whole reason we planned this trip was for you to meet Tuscar. Demesis can be very persuasive like that. Anyway, we all take boat from Menethil Harbor to Daggercap Bay in Northrend, which is still one of my favorite boat rides. And from there, we take long flight to small village of Unape. And uh, you know when we land Goblin Flightmaster Bilko Driftspark he charged us landing fee. Does does that seem right to you? Um, no, actually. Right, I didn't think so either. But Demisa said it wasn't worth arguing with Goblin over a few silvers. So we pay him. Anyway, in Unupe we learned there that Tuscar don't call themselves Tuscar. In their language, they are Kalawak which, out of respect, I will call them for rest of report. They are very ancient and proud hunters and whalers, 
but for a long time they have much troubles with raiding Kvaldir, who actually destroyed their capital of Kaskala, which is why they now live in Unupe. Well, that's, that's a shame. Yes, it really is. And you know, fight is still going on to this very day. When we were looking around, we walked to Cliffside and saw Kvaldir coming up on their dragon boats to try to get by Kalawak defenders. Tilly really wanted to get into fight, but the Misa say they didn't look like they needed help. She was very impressed with Kalawak fighters, said they would have been good allies against Legion. But back to Unape. This is small village, but has many vendors and services for travelers coming in by boat from Moaki village or Kamagwa. And what an interesting boat, which I tell you about later. The Kalawak depend on sea for almost everything. Food, materials for their houses and clothes. You know, they even make lamps from some kind of glowing fish. I wonder how many Kalawak it take to change a glowing fish lamp. <laughs> okay, I'll bite. How many Kalawak does it take to replace a glowing fish lamp? What? I, I said, you know, how many Kalawak does it take to replace a glowing fish lamp? Tosh, if I knew, why would I have asked? What is so funny? Can I go on with story, please? Oh, <laughs> I, th I uh, never mind, please, go ahead. You know, sometimes I really wonder about you, Tosh. So, like I am saying, they have many vendors and services, which makes this good place for travelers to Borean Tundra. There was one named Tupet, who said he was fishmonger, but doesn't actually sell fish, just gear to catch fish. It's like old Dranai saying about teaching Dranai to fish. I don't think I actually know that one. Oh, it's a very old saying that goes back to time before destruction of Argus. It goes, uh, let me see. Right, give a Dranai a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a Dranai to fish and he'll probably want to buy fancy boat. Interesting. Eh, if you say so. What was more interesting was that Kalawak make kites like Pandarans. Huh, no kidding. Oh, yes, very intricate kites. And you know, when we went to go look at some of these kites flying over this big stone head carving, we run into this Kalawak who called himself Friar Tuscus. Tush, I don't know if he was protecting kites or what, but as soon as we got close, he comes out and tries to pick fight with us. I try to tell him we just want to see kites, but he just starts swinging. Well, Tilly starts to get mad and fight back, but the missus tell her she thinks maybe he is not quite right in head, and it didn't seem right to fight him. So we just start running back to village. You know, that crazy Kalawak follow us almost all the way back to Unape. <laughs> wow. I know, right? And you know, he moved pretty good for a guy his size. Anyway, back in Unape, we listen to a story of history of Kalawak from Mystic Tompkin about protecting their shaman magic that they call Silap Inua 
from the Blue Dragons. Yonatash, they remind me a little of Pandaren. Even the boat they used to travel the frozen sea is on back of giant turtle that they call Walker of Waves. You know, I, I really think I'd like these people. Oh, I think you would too. Well, Tilly and Demesis really wanted to ride on Walker of Waves. So we sail to Moaki Harbor in Dragonblight where we meet Elder Konani, chieftain of the Dragonblight Kaluak, who tell us about times from battle with Scourge when poor Kaluak were caught in conflict. And from there we sail to Kamagua in Howling Fjord. Tush, this was cold passage, and we pass many islands of ice on trip. By the time we get there, we are all freezing and hungry. So we go to find in. Oh, really? Yes, Tush, this week I talk about in but only because it was so different from other Kaluak inns. It was below ground and quite warm and cozy. The Kaluak called their innkeepers caregivers, which sounds nice, right? But caregiver here, Iknik, kept staring at us suspiciously and saying things like, don't stay too long, and you don't understand our people, and I don't want trouble. Dilly was kind of offended and started to say something, but Demesis whispered to us that from what she had seen, all of Kaluak had little trouble with strangers in past. So we all just had small lunch of mead-basted caribou and honeymoon tea, both very tasty by the way, got warmed up and left for home. Well, Velmic, it sounds like it was an amazing trip. Oh, it was. You know, we were talking on way to home, and Tilly said she didn't understand why Demesis only thought the Kalawak were cute. What she saw were powerful and proud peoples who are struggling to survive despite tragic history. Okay, maybe they are cute to look at, but if that's all you see, then you are missing most of how beautiful they really are. Well, I think the same can be said of a lot of the races in Azeroth. Pandarans, gnomes, Volpera, goblins. Hush. Goblins? Really? Well, sure, goblins are cute. Kind of. Okay, okay, I give you that one because you are making good point. Anyway, someday I am hoping maybe Kaluak peoples become more part of larger world. But until then, they are worth trip for visiting and learning more about them. Well, from what you've told us, I couldn't agree more. So, where to next week, my friend? Well, interesting you should have mentioned Volpera a minute ago, because next week we go to visit Volpera Hideaway in Voldun. We'll look forward to hearing about it. Until then, Dionys Aka, my friend. Dionys Akatash. See you next week. Once again this week, we are coming to you live from somewhat near the Lazy Turnip Inn in the heart of Half Hill, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. 
And even though the Lazy Turnip Inn isn't part of the Kieran Torque Tavern Crawl, somewhat unfairly I might add, we hope you'll come by to visit the next time your travels take you through Pandaria. And when they do, don't forget to ask Den Den for a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Well, thanks for joining me again this week, folks. And be sure to tune in later this week for another 30 minutes of side-splitting Volparan comedy with those caravan boys. This week, Nikki, Jenky, and Bobbles try yet another one of their get-rich-quick schemes from their caravan park just outside of Orgrimmar. See you next week, and remember, free Pandaria. The Half-Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half-Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment, Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half-Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half Hill Report or drop us an email at Half Hill Report at Yahoo.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at DragonPoweredStudio.com.